Blog Talk Radio.
God can do anything God can do anything God can do
Father God, in the name of Jesus, God, I thank you for everybody that's listening tonight, God. I thank you for everybody that's listed on the phone lines tonight, God. I thank you for everybody that's listening on the podcast, everybody that's listening through Facebook, through Twitter, however they're listening tonight, God. I give you honor for them, God. And I thank you for the word, God, that you bring into us on tonight, God. In the name of Jesus, I pray that you give me the strength to deliver it, God, the way that you gave it to me, and that all of us will be blessed. However you see fit, God, that you may get all the glory that your name deserves on tonight, God. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Prolific Fire, everybody. I am your humble host, Prophet Stacy. Thank you for taking the time to join me on tonight. I pray that the word of the Lord will be a blessing unto you. Let's get right into it for tonight. The foundational text comes from Matthew chapter 14, verse 29 and 30. There's Matthew 14, verses 29 and 30. From the ICB, the International Children's Bible. Jesus said, Come. And Peter left the boat and walked on the water to Jesus. But when Peter saw the wind and the waves, he, be- he became afraid and began to sink. He shouted, Lord, save me. Again, that's Matthew 14, verse 29 and 30 from the ICB. In tonight's foundational text, the wind and the waves were a distraction to Peter. The wind and the waves were a distraction to Peter. Peter was on his way to making history. He was on his way to making history as he was only the second person to walk on the water, Jesus being the first. But then... He saw the wind and the waves and what it was doing to the water. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, everybody under the sound of my voice, that's where Peter messed up. That's where Peter messed up. Peter messed up when he became overly concerned with the wind and the waves. He became overly concerned when he became overly concerned with the winds and the waves and what they were doing. That's when He messed up when he became overly concerned with that and stopped doing what he was supposed to be doing. Beloved, anytime you become overly concerned with with something or somebody and you're more concerned with what that thing or that person is doing, then you have lost sight of what you're supposed to be doing. And you have set yourself up to fail. Anytime you become overly concerned with something or somebody, and what that something or somebody's doing, that you lose sight of what you're supposed to be doing, you have officially set yourself up to fail. And so what happened? You know it. Peter failed. All because he allowed himself to become distracted. You see, Peter forgot who it was that called him out on the water. Remember in the text, it was Jesus that told him to come. But Peter had forgot that. He forgot who called him out on the water. And he started panicking when he saw the effect that the wind and the waves were having. And many of you, you have forgotten who called you to that city, to that place, to that job, to that area of influence. 
even though Jesus is still right there. He's still right there with you, waiting on you to get yourself together. He's still right there. But you're too busy looking at how other things are being affected. But you're too busy looking at how other things are being affected. At this point, you don't even realize you're the one being affected the most. At this point, you don't even realize that you're the one being affected the most. Now that you have looked away from your source, which is Jesus, and chose to connect yourself to the cares of this fallen world, you are the one who has fallen. You are the one who has fallen, distracted, unable to see the good things God has prepared for you. Unable to see the good things that God has prepared for you. First Corinthians 2 and 9 from the New King James Version. But as it is written, I have not seen, nor ear heard, nor has it entered into the heart of man the things, the things, plural, the things which God has prepared for those that love him. But here you are distracted, unable to see the good things. Plural that God has prepared for you. Distracted. Tonight's message. The devil, he's enjoying this whole thing. He wants you to be distracted. The devil wants you to think God is withholding something from you. I don't know who that's for, but somebody. The devil wants you to think that God is withholding something from you. That's why you're stagnant and can't move forward. He wants you to think that. He wants you to think that God is withholding something from you. And that's why you're stagnant and can't move forward. But you know what? The devil is a liar. God is not withholding anything from you. God is not withholding anything from you. In fact, the Bible lets us know that no good thing will he withhold from those who walk uprightly. No good thing will he he withhold from those who walk uprightly. And if he is withholding something, that means it's not good. And you should be glad about that. That's Psalms 84 and 11 from the New King James. So if you're panicking, hear me good. If you're panicking, if you're stagnant, unable to move forward in this season, and it feels like you're drowning like Peter was, I suggest you retrace your steps. I suggest. You retrace your steps and ask the Holy Spirit to show you where you lost focus, show you where you got off track, show you where you got distracted. Because you were doing so well. The Bible even says it. You were doing so well. Who stopped you from being influenced by the truth? Galatians 5 and 7 from the God's God's word translation. Was it a person? Was it actually a person? Or was it a thing like the wind and the waves? Was the thing that caused Peter to get distracted? You see, there are destiny helpers, those who help, who push, who promote one's destiny. And then there are those, you know, destiny um, distractors. There are those destiny distractors, someone or something that distracts you 
from your destiny, distracts you from the good that God has for you. Let's look into it. From the book of Nehemiah, the men who helped Nehemiah to rebuild the walls were destiny helpers. They were destiny helpers. Nehemiah 4, verse 15 and 16 from the NIV. It says, when our enemies heard that we were aware of their plot and that God had, had frustrated it, we all returned to the walls, each to our own work. From that day on, half of my men, this is Nehemiah talking, from that day on, half of my men did the work, while the other half were equipped with spears, shields, bows, and armor. That's because they were destiny helpers. They were there to help him. Even if it meant half on work and the other half stood ready to protect and to fight, if need be. An example of destiny distractor, of destiny distractor, it could be a person like Delilah. Delilah was a destiny distractor. She was a destiny distractor. To Samson's, Samson's destiny, destiny in, in Judges 16. Because of Delilah, Samson's enemies were able to literally put his eyes out. They were able to literally put his eyes out, taking away his vision, his ambition, his very sight. Therefore, she was a destiny distractor. She was distracting him from his destiny. All for some money because they paid her off. That's Judges 16, verse 21 from the Good News Translation. Keep in mind, it doesn't have to be a person, though. Remember what's in the text? It's a nice foundational text. It could just be the wind and the waves, like what distracted Peter in tonight's foundational text. A destiny distractor can be something as simple as a fruit that looked so good and enticed Eve to eat in Genesis 3. So whatever it is, just repent and try to be more careful, more discerning in the days ahead because there will always be something sent to distract you. It can be your own family. Just when you feel like you've gotten in the place with God where you're supposed to be, here they come calling, showing up, and most of the time what they're talking about is not important. What they're showing up knocking on the door about is not important. They don't ring the doorbell. They start knocking. It's not important. Why? Because there will always be something sent to distract you, whether it's the weather, concern for those you're leaving behind or worried about what you will always have something that distracts you. If you say, if you really live for God, you will always have something or somebody trying to distract you. Think about it. If the wind, you know I like to make you think on prolific fire, think about it. If the wind and the waves hadn't succeeded at being a distraction to Peter, you know what would have happened? The devil would have had him then worried about the other disciples. If that didn't work with the wind and the waves, the devil would have just moved on to the next thing and had him worried about the other disciples he had spent time with on the boat, but he was now leaving them behind. 
So the devil would have had him worried about them. Feeling guilty was leaving them behind. And if that didn't work, Peter would have would have began to worry about what was coming up ahead of him and on and on and on. The point is, there will always be something sent to cause a distraction, whether it's a person or a thing or a thought. Because remember, the Bible tells us down imagination. Cast down all that stuff that goes against God. All those thoughts, all those negative thoughts, cast down imagination. In the Bible, there's First Corinthians 10 and 5 from the King James Version. And to pray without, without faint. Pray and don't faint. There's Luke 18 and 1 from the New King James Version. And now you understand why he tells us to cast down imagination and to pray without faint. Pray and don't faint because there's always going to be something coming up against us. But we are children of God. And we have Jesus with us. We're going to be just fine. But let us do what he told us to do, and let's pray. Father God, we pray for discernment. We pray for your wisdom to know when we have encountered a destiny helper and when we have encountered a destiny distractor. We pray for the discipline needed to stay focused and not let people and situations talk us out of moving forward, doing what we have been called to do. We will not be stagnant in this season of our lives and any other season. In Jesus' name, amen. Somebody receive that prayer. You will not be stagnant in this season of your life in any other season, you will move forward and do what God has called you to do. Father God, save the unsaved. Send forth your word and heal them inwardly and cause them to repent and seek after Jesus. For those for those that hung and thirst after righteousness shall be filled. Matthew five and six from the King James Version. Psalms one oh seven and twenty. In Jesus' name, amen. This concludes the message for tonight. That was all that God gave me for tonight. I pray that you will no longer be distracted. You will stay focused. You will continue to pray for God's discernment. You will continue to seek and see where you have lost your focus, where you have gotten distracted in your own life, and get back on track. We don't have time to be getting distracted. Get back on track. As soon as possible. If you have a prayer request that you would like to send in tonight and have me to pray with you about, send it to prolificfire.com. Send it in to prolificfire.com. There's a place on the website for your prayer request, and it will come right to me via email, and I will respond as soon as possible. Send it to prolificfire.com. If you feel led to sow a seed, you can also do that through the website as well, prolificify.com, or use the ministry's cash app. It's a dollar symbol in the ministry's name, Prolific Fire. The P in Prolific is capital, the F in Fire is capital. Also, you can sow through PayPal, paypal.me slash prolificfire, but only if you feel led to do so. Thank you to everybody who has been sowing. I 
pray that the Lord give it back to you, 36 to 100 fold, wherever it is that you need it the most, according to your faith, be it unto you. Matthew 9 and 29. Matthew 9 and 29. Be sure to join my sister in ministry. Prophets paid for prayer and encouragement Friday night, this Friday night. Join her for faith on the line with Prophets Pay. 8 East and 7 Central, 5 Pacific. By calling the same number that some of you call tonight, 347-426-3782. 347-426-3782. Friday night is going to all, all, all be about prayer and encouragement. And God always meets us there. So even if you don't have a prayer request right now, Still join in and be in the atmosphere and watch the Lord bless you. Then join me back here on Prolific Fire, same night, time, and place. The Lord does have another word. He does. I'm going to go out the same way we came in. I'm going to play this song, and right after that, we will be dismissed. Everybody have an awesome night in the Lord. I'm going to play this, and if you need to praise him, you get up and praise them right there in your house, right there on your job. If you're sneaking to listen to this, give, go go take a bathroom break and give the Lord praise because he deserves it. This is Only God Can Do It by Renee Winston. And everybody should know by now the opening song that is my way of honoring my mother. So let's do this. Thank you once again, everybody, for tuning in.